From Rule 62 Studios in Bossier City, Louisiana, this is the Grouch and the Brainstorm. Hola. Welcome back to the Grouch and the Brainstorm. I said that wrong. A brainstorm. I got a little fat tongue there. <laughs> Episode 22. Wow. And, um, you know, we have, we've, I'm not going to use the word intense, but if I had to use a word, it would be intense because the, the first 20 so episodes have been just really intense. Um, kind of dived off in our experience with this thing. And obviously, um, we've, we've managed to stay sober for a little bit of time, right? So what we've talked about and the experience related with that has obviously benefited us and probably many others in a, in a positive way. Um, it got me thinking about some, some experiences that I've had in recovery that really, you know, led to even working the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and, um, nothing stands out more to me than one day at a time, you know, um, when I got to the work, when I got to the rooms, I remember hearing the phrase one day at a time. And it, all I thought about was this song that was popular whenever I was a kid called One Day at a Time. Y'all have never heard that, have you? Who, who was it? I don't know. It's One Day at a Time, Sweet Jesus, That's All oh, I'm Asking. Him, yeah. Is that yeah. a song? That's Is that a hymn? Old Baptist hymn. Or, or, so some guy yeah. named Him sang it. <laughs> and um, apparently he was old and he was Baptist. So we've established a timeline there, but that's all I could think about was that, you know, that phrase. When did you find it? Oh, um, see if we can find it right quick, you know, but it was a song in the eighties or nineties. Um, and, um, so that's all I could really think about. I never, I never, for some reason thought about it in the way that, you know, that, that, G-O-D, that gift of desperation, for some reason in the beginning, it just really made me think. And it made me, um, it made me understand, and I was at a noon meeting, probably July of 2011. So that's been, you know, a minute ago. But I was probably at a, at a noon meeting sometime in July, and the topic just happened to be one day at a time. That just happened to be the topic of the meeting. And, um... And it, the gift of desperation really made me think about this. And, and you know, you're, I'm one of those people that felt like I was too smart for AA, you know, and that, that's never going to help you if you think that. Um, and it was one of those where why didn't I think of that situation? How come I never thought about just one day at a time, you know? So I've been sober for 12 years and a few months, and to be – quite honest with you that is a result of doing the program of Alcoholics Anonymous one day at a time and I cannot tell you I'm never going to drink again I just can't sponsor early sponsor Dale Dale told me he said uh he said uh one you you need to work the steps if you don't work the steps there's a really good chance you're going to drink again and and then he said I said no I'm not I'm not going to drink again and he said well Hang on a minute. I said, no, Dale, you don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know, I've, I've, I've got over the hump. It's been a week. I don't, I don't feel like drinking anymore. Life's getting better, you know. And he said, well, how can you tell me you're not going to drink again, but also admit you're powerless over alcohol? If you're not going, <laughs> that's just telling me you think you have power over alcohol. If you're going to tell me you can't drink again, this thing is going to sneak up on you and you're not going to be expecting it. And what you just told me is not going to be accurate information. And I was like, well, I'll be damned, you know. Um, and then it all hit me, you know, one day at a time. I just got to stay sober one day at a time. And that my life has gotten a little bit easier. Now, separation of work life and personal life, right, was kind of tough for me. I, I, how do I apply these principles at work when I've got people telling me, You've got to have plans for six months down the line. We need them turned in X day, right? Or three months down the line. Or we need these evaluations filled out. And you got all these deadlines, right? So this is my loophole I'm trying to find early in recovery, you know. And I, 
I got this and I got that and I got to do this and I got to do that. And basically the way it was put to me is, no, what do you have to do today? Yes, six months down the line, your employer says you've got to have these plans. Do you do those plans today or do you do them six months from now? When do you do them? Because if you do them today, then that's something that you put on your today list. If you're not doing them today, then you don't have to worry about that. So it all kind of struck me, no matter what I do, everything I do is one day at a time. Except for in my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and in and, and my, my hands, my eyes, my arms, my feet, my legs, my ears, those only exist one day at a time. Everything else is either in the past or in the future, and all of that is, is in my head. Every emotion I feel... You know, I'm worried about Matt leaving the show. You know, I think I might have upset him in that last episode. And three episodes from now, Matt might. I'm worried about something that ain't. ain't, Yeah. You know, number one, can I do anything about that today? Maybe. I might could. I might could sit Matt down today and say, Matt, are you planning on leaving the show? Because, I, Matt, by the way, this none of this is all just a, just an example. But, Matt, are you planning on leaving the show because of something I said upset you? You know, what do we need to do to keep you here or whatever it is? But I do that today, right? If I'm not going to do it today, I don't have to worry about it. And it took a lot of thinking, and I'm not good at thinking when it comes to this program. I just don't need – I try to overthink it and all that other stuff. So, yeah, it's probably best not to. So, um, so – what a marvelous idea of one day at a time. And I'll tell you this, and I'll, I'll, of course we're going to go around the table and listen, listen to everybody. But, um, I went to a, uh, a marriage counselor one time and, um, I wasn't married, but I went with this lady and, um, and you know, they, they, they separate you and they get to go off and talk about you. And then they come back and, you know, y'all never been, Okay, okay. You ain't missing nothing. I went so. straight to the divorce. I <laughs> went straight to the counselor, the lawyer. Yeah. So anyway, well, obviously, I took a pretty good, uh, a good lick, you know, and um, it was my turn to say, do whatever I wanted, you know, to say whatever I wanted to say. And basically, whenever this person came back to talk to me, I said, you know, I can't live in the past. And I can't live in the future. I don't have the ability to because I am trying to recover from alcoholism. So all I can talk about is what's going on today. Anything else, I have to let God take care of. And it sounds kind of cheesy, you know, it sounds kind of like a cop out, really. But whenever it came down to talking to this person, it was more like that's probably the best approach to take. You know, control what you can control if you think you can control it. But whatever it is, it happens in today. So that one day at a time, and that is really, you know, and I've got more examples of the one day at a time, you know, as and as we get back around the table and we kind of open up the, the levels of communication, we'll talk about that. So uh, you got any experience with it? Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, we said this on an earlier episode, it always goes back to the serenity prayer. The little bit that I can control is normally what's right in front of me at that moment. And tomorrow, I, I, I don't know that I'll drink tomorrow or use tomorrow. I couldn't tell you. Today, I'm going to do the best I can not to. And um, whatever was done the day before, man, and and this program's taught me, I just let it roll. I, it's done. I mean, I can't. I can learn from it. I try to do that in the moment or as soon as I can. Um but that drag in the past behind us is just a horrible, horrible way to have to go through life. And, um, you know, it's, it stunts the growth of the future. Um, so, um, you know, and, and when you learn to evaluate things kind of based on that serenity prayer and what, what am I doing today? What can I do about it today? And like Mike said, if it's six months down the road, is there a part that I can start on that? Or is it just not even happening yet? Then, We'll worry about that when it gets here. Um, today is usually enough for me, one one at a time. You know, um, when I came in here, as it pertains to just drinking and using, <laughs> it, it wouldn't even a day was too much. Uh, so you know, we'd be like, let's let's see what we can do till lunch. <laughs> we yeah, can make it yeah. to lunch break. Uh, we might uh, we might do better here, and then uh, 
I did that for six months and sometimes it was hour by hour. Um, and, but it got better and it got a little easier. And then I've got where I can make the day, but even now, five years down the road, it's still just a day. I just worry about today. I don't, I don't put things ahead of myself. Not that you, you know, life's out there. You have to pay bills. You have to do things like that. But as far as my behaviors or, or any of that type of stuff, that's all I got. I can do it today. I may not be here at the end of the day. I may get in a, you know, something bad happen or whatever. I, why worry about all that? It's just, it's just extra weight to have to carry around. And it takes your mind off the purpose of what you're trying to do and being productive, you know, by, by keeping it occupied with something else. Yeah. You know, if I ever think about quitting your job, you ever think about that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, ain't got, you ain't got to say it on air. No, but, no comment. Like, <laughs> so, I say that. I plead the fifth. Thinking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so a lot of the, a lot of times I'll uh, counsel with some of my um, associates that I work with, and and even some of my peers, you know, and and uh, I've I've mentioned it before. It's high stress, you know, job that I do. Um, that's what they tell me. Um, it's high stress. But a lot of times whenever I talk to them and they're just at their wits end and just ready to roll, I always just say, can you make it through the day? Mm-hmm. Can you just make it through the day? You know, now some, some of them are drinkers and they, they're not alcoholics. So if they can just make it through the day, they can go home and do whatever. Right. 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 You know, I'm, I'm not that fortunate. I've got to make it through the day, then the night. And <laughs> deal with the after effects. Yes. <laughs> but I always, sometimes I say, you know, can you, can you make it through the day? You know, just today. We need, you know. We ain't got to roll off into the next 10 years. You know, you, you, we're not worried about retirement. We're not worried about, you know, what about today? Because none of that matters if you quit today. I mean, your long-term strategy is pretty much gone if today, you know. And, of course, there are times where today I need to make that decision. I need to make a decision, not necessarily about a job or a spouse or, um, you know, whatever it may be. It could be a donation. It could be taxes. It could be anything. You know, today may be the day I make that decision so that, I don't worry about it on my next one day at a time, right? So real quick, I'm going to tell you this story. Whenever I first got to AA, uh, I work a lot. I have a uh, I have a, a really weird work schedule, always have since I was a kid, and I work a lot, spend a lot of hours, you know, out, out of the home. And um, I get into AA, and they're telling me, you need to make 90 meetings in 90 days. Oh, well, I'm looking for a loophole. How are you going to tell me what I'm doing in 90 days when I'm only worried about today? You know? <laughs> but I remember telling my my sponsor, I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, I can do a lot. I can meet you up here once a week and do steps. I can do whatever you want, but I don't see making 90 meetings in 90 days. You know, I have a grueling schedule is what I told him. And it was way less than what I work now. <laughs> And back then it was structured. Now I'm on, a, you know, the B schedule, like be there this afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Dallas <laughs> from Bossier City. And um, so anyway, they, uh, he said, how about this? How, how about you just do this? How about you just go to meetings one day at a time? And I thought about that. <laughs> and I said, well, I have a grueling schedule. <laughs> just go to one one day at a time go to meetings and uh he said uh i said okay we'll do that and i think i ended up going to a meeting every day for a year and eight months maybe nine months but i think it was a year and eight months i never missed a meeting even i found a way every day to get to a meeting until it became a routine a part of my life where you know, now I think it might be why I'm so throwed off because, you know, with my recent move, I haven't been able to go to a meeting every single day like I'm used to. And and that'll change. You know, Joe B. told me one time that wherever you go, God's there waiting on you. you yep. know, or God's grace is there waiting on you. So, um, and, you know, I keep that in mind. But uh, but one day at a time is all I have to worry about. I have to worry about today. You know, that's sure. it. Just today. Am I going to go to a meeting today? Yeah, I'm going to a meeting today. And and you go into and bringing up the ninety and ninety, you know, you start talking with new people, and they're like, "Oh my God," you know, the same thing. I can't do that. And I'm like, "What did you do when you were drinking and using? Did you have time then?" You know, they made time, but the, again, the willingness to to try to change, you know, a little bit of effort, and it's like the most inconvenient thing ever. 
Um, but I was like you, I did 90 and 90 and then did another one and another one. And, you know, I don't know if any of y'all drank, did any of y'all drink every day? Yes. Did every day? Yes. Did you ever have a day off? No. And the side effects from drinking last a whole lot longer than an AA meeting. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm yeah. not, I said side effects, not the consequences. Mm -hmm. uh, the consequences from AA actually might last a little bit longer unless I've yeah. done something, a felony. Um, Much but, more positive, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> but uh, I, would, I know that even if I planned on drinking for a couple hours... And I drank every day. I was a seven-day-a-week yeah. person. And um, if there had been eight days, I'd have drank on that one, too. Oh, yeah. But um, but this, but it would take me, you know, maybe a total. The whole from start to finish might be a 10-hour process, right? And that, and that was before the last six months. So I'm having trouble getting to a meeting for one hour know, every day. It, it kills me to just hear that stuff. And it, I, look, I know. I'm just like, dude, let's, let's do the math here. Yeah, that's much know? crap. Um, yeah. I, I, nice I will try. say this, and man, it kind of, it kind of, uh, just you know, God doing for us or or whatever you want to call it, kind of had me a little choked up. But one of one of my guys I knew from this treatment center got out. He's in sober living. Uh, we've had some real hot weather here in the past month, and uh, I'm driving the other day in town, and I go down Barksdale, and that guy that I remember from the meetings is walking down the road and it's in the afternoon. It's 103 or four, whatever it was. He doesn't have a shirt on. He's got a shirt in his hand and he's walking. So I pulled over and picked him up or I said, Hey man, you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm trying to get to the survivors club. And I said, okay. And I said, where are you, uh, where are you coming from? He said, I'm in a sober living. I'm in Shreve city. So he was several four or five miles, maybe. And the guy was walking, 104, no shirt on, covered in sweat. And I went, whew, that's awesome. Like, that's awesome. And I told him that when he got in the truck. I said, <laughs> dude, you got me pumped up. I mean, and he's like, well, I didn't have another way to go, so I just started walking. Yeah. And I, I hey. was like, and that's why you're going you're gonna to do well. And uh, you keep that same attitude and, and don't think that God doesn't see what's going on here. He knows what you're doing, and he knows what you're putting into this. And, uh um, but yeah, you know, but, but he, he put that time in a walking over there and he, that's what he told me getting in the truck. He goes, Oh, I did a lot worse, a lot more time involved stuff when I was robbing people to buy drugs, you know? And, uh, I'm like, well, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think if you, it, I think I, I don't like to use the term. I think I had to be willing to go to any length to get sober it, or, or it just would not have stuck. Mm -hmm. It just, the, the, you know, because let's just face it. A better life is attractive to someone who is in the throes of alcoholism. Doing what it takes to get that better life is not attractive to someone who is in the throes of alcoholism. Right. I mean, because we mm -hmm. just expect that is supposed to miraculously happen. I mean, I, I didn't know how much work <laughs> that I'd have to put into it. And plus, I didn't think that was even possible to begin with. Like, my life had been shit for so long. Like, I, feel like changes? Maybe am I doing all this for nothing? Yeah. Am I really going to, you know. But then again, I have all these people around me, all these people in these rooms. Surely, they you know, they didn't all get together so they could bullshit me before I got oh, here. Oh, I thought so. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. I think we all might have that. that <laughs> all, you know. But, um. But definitely the one day at a time is one of those things that had to uh, had to take place, you know. And it makes my life a lot easier now, you know, 12 years down the line. Whenever I get all wrapped up, you know, and, and I start thinking, okay, what in, in my, my life, not my life, my day may change in the blink of a second, right? So, uh you know, I recently transferred uh, to Dallas or to a little town outside of Dallas, Texas. And uh, my store that I work in is actually in Fort Worth. And the studio is in Bossier City, Louisiana. So we're three and a half hours away from my, my place of employment. 
and you know we got to record and we got to put these episodes out we need we need listeners we need people to hear these things well if i get off into what are we going to do when probably will never get done right so if I, but if i take that one day at a time okay this is what i have to work with this this my, so my 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 spectrum of what i actually have control over doesn't exist outside of yesterday what they say if you're standing one foot's in tomorrow and one foot's in yesterday you're, you're pissing in today yes oh you're whoops. urinating on today i'm just <laughs> you're emptying your bladder <laughs> on today and why sit in you know i could probably be a shut in worried about yesterday and tomorrow i could just sit around all day one day and waste an entire day mm-hmm. worried about tomorrow mm. or yeah. yesterday i've done it yeah we all have yeah i remember early recovery i mean so i remember being in treatment and the first time i think i heard of this was in treatment because i was like i have to say sober forever like i'm like like i didn't think that was a thing like all I can, but but what, what what about when I get married? I'm not going to be able to have champagne. What if I what if I go to the hospital? What if I break a leg? And I was doing all these kind of like scenarios in my head, and they were like, "Whoa, hold up, one day at a time." And I was like, "What?" You know, and I think I was just future tripping so much. And they say that when you are, you know, your mind and your thoughts are all in the present. I mean, all in the future is anxiety provoking. And when it's in the um, past, it's, well, depression invoking. Right. And so I, I just, I think I've lived so much in the past and in the future where I was always, you know, depressed and anxious and, and all of that. But there's a lot of power in today. That's the only thing that we have is today. And uh, I, you know, I try not to have those thoughts and get outside of the day, uh, do what I need to do, suit up, show up and do all of that, because um, I don't know what's going to happen. And that goes back to life on life's terms, too. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't. Why can you sit there and say, oh, I'm going to do this in six months? Man, I don't even know what's going to happen the rest of today. You know? uh, exactly. So I have to deal with that as it comes and, and as it happens. And uh, believe me, I have my hands full just dealing with that. So. Yeah. It. It was it was a big thing in early recovery, but it still can be now because life still happens. And sometimes when something bad happens or something upsetting, I have to get back into that mindset again. Like one day at a time, do what you need to do, take care of yourself, go to meetings, and this too shall pass. Sure. Because... Uh, my mind automatically reverts to what if this happens and what if this happens and it remind you know go back into um you know thoughts from the past because like i said some of these experiences can't help but go back to and then i realize okay i'm not living in the present yeah and i need to you know refocus i mean what what is going on right now i mean some of it almost sounds silly Right, like, what is going on right now? I heard a story, uh, and and I, I don't know the people involved. I only know the person that was telling the story one time. But someone comes in AA, and they were a newcomer, and um, and you know the whole uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, where you don't abstinence. The whole abstinence thing was kind of throwing them for a loop, and and they were they were saying, so I'm not going to be able to drink at my daughter's wedding. And someone's like, well, you know, that's not something you need to worry about today is your daughter fixing to get married. You know, and he's like, no, she's three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see where I'm going with that? I, oh, yeah. I've had this conversation was with mean. a guy very similar to that and the way he was headed. <clears throat> and he brought that up trying to easier, softer way, whatever. And, and, it, and I'm going to use this as an example, but I said, you know, if you keep going down the path you're going on, you may not be invited to your daughter's wedding. <laughs> you know, right. like I yeah. had to be that way. Uh, at this point where we're at in the game, you, you know, we, who says you have an invitation? So let's let's try to worry about that when it gets here. Let's clean this up now because this is what we have right now to do. Yeah. So, um, Mike, I had the full turnaround moment of that 90 when your sponsor said 90 and 90. 
and you're like, yeah, you know, ain't happening or whatever. But I had, and you talked to him the other day, he's in treatment now, but he's 17, just turned 18, a sponsee. And when I first met him, he was 17 and he goes, yeah, but I can't, man, I can't stay sober the rest of my life. Like I'm 17, man. Yeah. And I was like, all you got to do is do it today. You don't have to do it the rest of your life. And I just remember sitting there going, oh, my God, I've turned into those people that I was talking to <laughs> five years ago. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, no, you know. But uh, Well, we learn how important it is in AA. Sure. That what we do is just for today. And I think so, you know, so important because, like, to I mean, and what spit it out. Um, in early recovery, I mean, that is, is beyond overwhelming. It is like it, it, to me that kind of way of life had not hit yet, and it it didn't for for quite a while. Uh, I didn't first of all I didn't even know if this is the life I wanted, and now you're telling me that I need to do this for the rest of my life. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This this doesn't really appeal to me for the rest of my life. Yeah, I was like, uh, there's no, uh, then. I mean, this was supposed to be like a quick fix in my in my mind and I did not foresee myself still sitting in the rooms of AA 13 years later yet talking about it and it just being my whole life and my career and everything it's just really bizarre to think back on how I'm still doing this isn't it it really is and and how'd you get here yeah oh was that a question yeah like what How'd you get here? How'd you get to this point? I kept going to meetings. How often? It it has varied throughout <laughs> One the day years. At a time. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. That's what we're looking for, too. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks. That's okay. We passed the question. I have, ben. I have my moments. Ben obviously <laughs> lives one day at a time down there. <laughs> uh, that's the, I, I mean, really that's, got nothing going on today. That's that's simple. I mean, that's I, I I have to try and keep it that simple every day of my life. It's just one day at a time, especially with the mundane shit like laundry and dishes and whatnot, because I literally sat there and planned out my life while everything was going to shit around me. I was sitting I mean, like here the last couple of weeks, I, I took a trip uh, to well, I didn't take a trip. I, I went to a class down south. And then when I came back, some stuff, I, I mean, when I went down, it was kind of last minute and I had laundry that was piled up that I meant to get done that weekend that I was gone. And then the week goes by and I didn't get the laundry or the dishes done. Another week goes by, I didn't get the laundry or dishes done. So now I have no clean clothes. I was about to say, have, what are you wearing? This point, can you even open the door? Yeah, well. That's the point I'm getting to is like, it's real easy for me if I don't focus on today and right now and getting my shit done today, I can get buried up real quick and and just an overwhelming amount of shit. And then I come home and before getting sober, it's just like I'd look at the pile of clothes or dishes and it's like, fuck it and pour a drink and sit down. Exactly. Not today. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and you know, to your to your thing, we can only take these steps one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You know, I so I, I went to. Uh, I've said this. I think I've said it on on the program a couple of times. But you know, eleven years. My very first AA meeting was in two thousand, and I got sober in two thousand and eleven. So for eleven years, I would be in and out of hospitals, treatment centers, you know, IOP, all these things, right? And um, for 11 years of my life, I did this. And every time I would go, I would see step nine and go, nope, no way. Ain't no, no way. <laughs> I was, didn't even look at step one, you know, like the first step. Bro, <laughs> I did the whole 12 by myself. I think mine was time. like step 12. Like spiritual head. awakening. What the shit is that? Yeah. Nah, I'm yeah, out. You kind of freaky business is this, man. <laughs> yeah, they just want me to admit I'm somebody I'm and you not. Know, one day at a time, I remember coming in the Koala Club, and I had gone to meetings when I was in treatment, but but go in the Koala Club, and it's an actual real AA place, and real people that come on their own, you know, the, the law's not making them go. And, yeah, freaks. Uh, you know, yeah, like, well, <laughs> I mean, just, you know, people are choosing to do this way of life, you know, and uh, I remember, you know, and I've said this before, but, like, 
there was men in there that had 30 years and it was some ladies had 30 years and 40 years and i just remember sitting there thinking man i thought i was a badass how bad off is this guy oh he's, yeah he's coming here every day you know like what did he do oh, and uh, i remember <laughs> i remember thinking this bill w guy must have really did something bad man. to piss his wife off to make up a whole program <laughs> this dude <laughs> to, i mean but but you know that's how our minds work and i go man i mean you know uh totally just had no understanding of what was going on but uh i'm glad i stuck around yeah because i think the whole point of this one day time is not to overcomplicate things and i used to be really big about that i can easily make turn things into chaos um and just complete madness if i let it well of course that's not the way i live anymore and i prefer not too because i love the serenity i love the calmness and i love just literally waking up every morning feeling great and suiting up showing up going to work doing the best i can and then coming home and taking a nap of course um one day at a time exactly and it's so much easier that way because i don't think about tomorrow i don't think about the past i'm not worried about what's going to happen to me i'm not freaking out over retirement and you know if if I'm going to die alone, you know, being honest with you guys as far as like fears and things, but I don't have time for that. That just muddles my mind. Is mud- Wait, did I just make up a word? And this is messed up. Too. Muddles, when you muddles, say muddles, die muddles. alone, do you mean you would rather die like in a, a bus full of people or everybody or? Uh, no, okay, thanks. No, no, I, I don't want to go down like the next 747. With a bunch of people. No, no, okay. I meant like with you the. You want to take a whole bunch of people out with you? Oh my gosh, shut <laughs> the <laughs> sorry, hell sorry. up. No. You started that, Jill. <laughs> I, I'm glad you guys went there. One day no, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just, I feel like I just, my mind used to go a million miles an hour with just, just yeah. kidding. Um, mm-hmm just with everything and it just complete chaos and it used to drive me crazy and now like my mind is still and that's wonderful i've got to stay out what and two you know uh and breaking down a day like you said about the nap that's the funny part yeah so dealing with job i mean not the nap i mean well well but she has a point you have a good point is like managing a day right we we don't get to go home and blow the stress off with you know a fifth of wild turkey. So I have other aspects of my life other than just work, or other than just being a dad, or other than a sponsor or sponsee or whatever the thing might be. And I have to break my day up and go. I can't let things even in the one day bleed over into something else because it's counterproductive and it's harmful. Mm-hmm. And man, I have to work on that. But. There's days, Friday, I got off early. I was talking to somebody on the way home, and she was like, man, you go fishing. You're off early enough to go fishing. I said, I think I'm just going to go take a nap. We need to reset. Yeah. I went home and took a nap, and I felt better, and the rest of that weekend has been good. But I have to block these times of the day. When I get in my truck, I try. When I leave work, I I don't do a good job at it. Ben will attest to this. He's poor Ben has listened to I mean, if, if if you had, uh, if it was just you allowed to focus when you get in your truck to go home and you were just allowed to focus on going home and switching gears, it'd probably work out a lot easier, but oh. you get interrupted a lot. Well, I, I, I literally though, it's like, I take my hat off. I wear a baseball cap everywhere. I take my hat off and I throw it on. Me the too, because of my hair growing skills, aren't there? I, well, mine is just because I'm outside all well, day. We women do the same thing, but it's not a hat. But it's almost like a, it's almost like a, uh, you know, hey, this part's over with, and I throw that hat on there, and and it's just a signal to me to go, let's block this off. You got ten minutes to deal with whatever junk. You head home, then you got to walk in and be dad, or you got to walk in the koala club and whatever that might be, and even breaking Sober. up that day, yeah, <laughs> and even 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 uh, in within a day itself, there's so many different things going on that that. I've learned to break it up that that way, mm-hmm. and uh, and it just makes it manageable, you know. And, yeah. And uh, not that I do that all the time. Ben will tell you the work thing can just drag on me sometimes, but um, well, but for the most part. Well, I mean, you know, think about what we've said here. One nap at a time. <laughs> Does that sound ridiculous? <laughs> it doesn't. 
No. No. It's it's one meal at a time for me sometimes. Well, so, <laughs> so one nap at a time, right? Sure. One meal at a time. Nothing sounds ridiculous about that. That it almost sounds like. Well, is there any other thing we can do? Right. But then when we we think about one day at a time, what a phenomenal idea. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> this guy's a genius. You know, I just walk in the rooms of AA for the first time ever. The guy over here has 90 days, and I want to know how he did it. And he says, one day at a time. And I'm thinking, one day at a time. I just got to stay sober today. Once it hits you, it hits you. It made me giggle quite a bit in, in early recovery because the posters are everywhere and everybody's yeah. saying, it, like, how'd you do it? And the other guy's like, one day at a time. And I think I saw Instagram reel about it this morning. Yeah, I'm maybe, sure if you did, maybe. we'd all seen it. Ben, ben has a. <laughs> we're gonna start an Instagram anonymous for Ben. For those of y'all that know him, he likes to send videos. We get lots of them. He's so, like one day at a time. And he tracks. Did we watch them? So, so what about stay till the miracle happens? Then, like we talk about ninety and ninety, right? We talk about one day at a time. But have y'all ever heard that? Stay to the miracle. Happens. Oh yeah, I love it. What's it mean? The miracle of the stops. The miracle for me was. Four years into this, I was talking to my mother on the phone, and she said, I finally got my son back. Oh, I mean, it's just everything, all the the, the miracles that have happened in my life. But, yeah, I mean, if I had the miracle of my panic attacks going away, but that was only at a couple of months, and I'm glad I didn't just quit after that. And, you know, my miracle happened when I did have that spiritual experience that I did not believe in when I had the psychic change, when my body stopped shaking internally, when my thoughts went from rapid to slow, when I no longer felt the need to use anymore. All those miracles, those are the miracles that happened and it. Those took that took a while. It took me a couple of years because I procrastinated and, you know, got in a relationship, you know, all the stuff that you're not supposed to do in early recovery. But those were my huge miracles. And if I wouldn't have stuck around there one day at a time, those might not have happened. Sure. And was then that, I would have called bullshit mm-hmm. on everything when it was just, it was. When, when it was me. Well, ex- that's exactly what I was yeah. going to say, when it was me. And you know, our heads too is like the 90 and 90 thing. And in my head in treatment, I'm going, I'm going to prove that this doesn't work. Yeah. And by proving that yep. it doesn't work, I'm going to be the ultimate smart ass. And I'm going to do exactly what they tell me to do as best I can do it because it ain't going to work. Because I know me. That's exactly. No, nothing works better than that. Yeah. I mean, and I remember telling. <laughs> that's what I did. That's so. what I did. That's what I did. I remember <laughs> telling my counselor, I was like, look, I'm going to try this for a year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do get, what they say just to show them. Yeah. I said, I'm going to get, I'm going to give this a year. And she goes, a year? She goes, you can't even, did you see you when you walked in here a couple of weeks ago? I'm like two weeks over. I'm like, I'm going to do this for a year. The arrogance of, of that. And she's like, you know, yeah. I said, this ain't going to work. You know, y'all don't understand who you're dealing with. Oh my gosh. That's so funny to listen to us and saying that, I mean, how like arrogant, you know, like, <laughs> and, and like unique, we, we all thought we were, because that's literally what I did. I was like, yeah, this won't work. Let me show you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you put it in writing, the things I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to do them. And, uh, you know, this crap doesn't work. I'll do these so, steps. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I did. Watch. I, I sat in it, and talking about the steps, man, we had them in our lunchroom slash meeting room. Like they do at Cada and some of these places around here, they're up on the wall. So I'd be just sitting there during class, supposed to be listening to that. And I would be reading the steps and I'm like, eh, I don't have any character defects. Let's move on to step. You know, moving down the down the road here, and uh, I pretty much did them all in about fifteen minutes, and uh, <laughs> like that. I'm work. cured. <laughs> I'm cured. And then the same sick brain told you you were cured that got you in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, I've already done all this, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, but yeah, the the arrogance of it, and then, but but I guess that's God realizing my my stuff and going, yeah, go ahead, buddy, do exactly what they're telling you to do. So Let's see how that works, Ben. What about the what about the stay to the miracle happens? What what do you think of when you hear that? Well, I mean, I woke up today and I was happy, joyous, and free, dude. I, I mean, literally, I had, in a long time I hadn't woken up at six o'clock 
Just is your laundry of, done? Yeah, my laundry. Okay. Well, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. For my most part, my laundry was done. Uh, I, I mean, I got like eight loads done yesterday. Like literally, I had all my clothes just piled up. But the uh, no, I woke up this morning and I bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. I was excited to have a full day of nothing that I like felt was like urgent and needed to get done or taken care of. I knew I had things that I was going to do today, but it's like it was nothing that that I had been procrastinating on. It was nothing that I had just ignored or whatever so but i don't know the last few minutes i've been thinking about like when i first came in and phil gave me the big book and told me to go home and read the doctor's opinion yeah had that happen to me too by the way yeah. same person same same chapter every- how many years apart 12 yeah <laughs> yeah just uh-huh. about uh but he, he gave me the big book and I told me to go home and read the doctor's opinion, and I did. And I came back so I could tell him that I saw myself in it. And then I went back home, and I was like, okay, those promises are going to come true. That's let's just – I mean, I stopped drinking. I thought that's what the – I mean, even after reading the doctor's opinion, uh, that's the only section of the big book I read at this point. But uh, I thought that just stopping drinking was going to cause all this stuff to happen, but it wasn't uh, – and I mean, I've for first time in twenty years, I've gotten the things that everybody's told me, or for the most part, I've gotten stuff that everybody's told me I need to have to be a a, a decent person that I've fought and tried to get on my own by myself for twenty years, and it's the moment that I gave up that I actually got all this stuff and. I don't know. It just feels feels great. Okay. Like I'm sitting here trying to stay in the conversation, but all I want to do is look out the window and play with the cat. So, <laughs> Billy's the there, fifth there is a cat the podcast. We do have a mascot. Her yes. name is right. Billy. She's here in in the uh, in the studio with us right now. So if y'all want to know, <laughs> it what, is a beautiful day. What outside. Ben was talking about. Um, so. I want to read a little bit, if y'all don't mind. Uh, and, and I kind of like reading out of the big book in every conversation we have. And so Jane, Jane R., actually sent me an email. Or it might I think it was an email. It might have been a text. Um, prior to episode 21, I guess. Um, and it said, I, I had read of the bottom of page 15, the top of page 16, where it says... We meet frequently so the newcomer may find the fellowship that they seek, right? And maybe she just hadn't noticed that before, right? So that was one of those things that stood out. She's like, wow, you know, or you know, basically the email was like, hey, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, and in contrast with that reading, if you go to page 164, which is the last page of the big book, the actual big book, you go to page 164, it says, he will show you how to create the fellowship that you crave. On some page 164. And so from between page 15 slash 16 to page 164, you go from seeking as a newcomer to craving as someone who's been through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, isn't that, if you contrast it, if you put it out and look at it all in one big picture, right? So I'm going to read this little bit because sometimes we all learn something when we read the big book. I, I suggest reading every day. And if you can't do it every day, just do it one day at a time. But this is the 10-step uh, promises, right? And they come right after the ninth step promises in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, I want to tell you guys here at the table, y'all tell me if anything stands out. Now, this is 10th step. We've, we've only reached step six and seven on our little journey through the steps and we have side episodes that st- talk about stuff that needs to be talked about or that, you know, that we feel like talking about. So step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and set right any new mistakes as we go along. Right. And we vigorously commence this way as we cleaned up the past, we have entered the world of the spirit. So, read that in as a precursor to the 10-step promises. And here they are. Tell me what stands out to you. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. 
We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as if from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude towards liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, nor are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. What stood out to you guys? Nothing? No, I mean, all of it did. Mm -hmm. That is the miracle of it. Yeah. Stay to the miracle happens. And there's a miracle right there in the 10-step promises. Yeah. It just, the problem has been removed. It happens automatically. Does it stay gone? No, it's not going to stay gone if we don't continue to do whatever we do. I think we talked about earlier resting on our laurels. Mm-hmm. What do we say a laurel was? Not a town in Mississippi. What do we say it was? Uh, Somebody read it, the definition. Uh, yeah, Jill, Jill I did. It's, um, well, was that on last episode? Yeah, it was. Been. And I'm, I've already <laughs> Well, it's, 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 it's been it's, a week ago. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I can't imagine you still having it pulled up on your phone. So let's see. Um, it's it's this. It's any number. Oh no, that's not of shrubs. Yeah, basically <laughs> yeah. yeah. resting in the past. I mean, just letting the past, letting what has been working so far be it. Yeah, basically yeah. is what we said. <laughs> and it's also a member of of number of shrubs and other plants. <laughs> With dark green glossy leaves. Hmm. So I've rested on laurels before. Absolutely passed out on them, actually. Those are the wrong kind of laurels. Um, These are the laurels, um, you know, settling for what we already have. I have arrived, so to speak. You know, so I get sober. I feel better. You know, families came back. Dogs talking to me again. Life seems pretty good. (laughs) Everything is going my way. Um, I probably, and I've done this just by going to meetings and not drinking, right? So I, I can rest on my laurels and not have any kind of spiritual program, and, and probably things are just either going to deteriorate or not get better, you know. Yeah, but, just get complacent. Right, right. So that 10-step promises, you know, that alcohol problem has been removed, but if I stop there and there's no more action, well, there we go. Right. Mm -hmm. And the one day at a time thing works good, too, when it comes to that, because if I wake up in the morning or in the evening, depending on what shift you work, if I wake up in the morning and I tell myself, what am I going to do for my recovery today? You know, what am I going to do extra? Am I going to call that guy back that called me while I was recording and couldn't answer the phone and just check on him? It doesn't have to be anything groundbreaking. I don't have to go to the airport and pass out flowers. Right. I don't have to start a podcast. I don't have to do any of just something simple to build on my, what am I going to do? But I only have to do that today. I only have to worry about just today. And that's not resting on my laurels. That's, that's moving forward. That's making progress. And, and that's how this becomes a new design for living, you know, which is actually what I want to talk about the next time we record is a new design for living because I'm going to, we're going to talk about our old design, which was designed by us. We're going to talk about the, the good stuff that happened as a result of what we did, a bad stuff, the bad stuff that happened as a result of what we did, but then also this actual design. What does it do to enhance my life, right? And it all started for me when I walked in the rooms all those years ago and I was at a noon meeting and we were talking about one day at a time, right? So I can live my life one day at a time. I can live my life in the future. I can live my life in the past. From my own personal experience, I have seen that living my life one day at a time today has become more productive. I agree. And I really and truly, I do still get depressed. I do still worry about stuff. I do get on um, little kicks where things bother me and You know, I may talk about the same thing for two or three days, but the truth is whenever I break it all down, what am I doing today to fix that? What, what purpose, you know, my prayer life, you know, 
I do that one day at a time. That's if I've said this before, y'all heard. I've been sober for a little while, and the only thing I've done right is not drink and pray every day. I mean, completely right, right? I have not drank and I've prayed every day. I have not missed a day of prayer. That becomes so much of a part of my one day routine. And I think in a future episode, we may need to talk about routines because to me, that was very important. And don't let anybody break. First off, that's giving advice. I don't do that. So let me just scratch that. I don't let anybody break my routine. Now, obviously, that's two sides of my mouth because I've already talked about, you know, my job at the drop of a hat. I may have to change my, my day. But as far as my actual routine, I do not allow anything or anybody to break my actual routine, which means and I'm not encouraging anybody to be late for work. Don't do that. Be, be on time for work, okay? Because then you got a whole other problem to deal with. But when I wake up in the morning, if I'm running late for work, I still get down on my hands and knees and pray. And, yes, I do it on my hands and knees. If you don't do it that way, that's your business. That's just how I do it. But no matter what, that doesn't happen. Every night when I get home, if I know I'm going to have to leave after I get home, then I pray right when I get home. If I don't have to leave or think I may not have to leave, then I wait till right before I go to bed and I get down on my hands and knees and I pray. Um, I go to a meeting generally at the same time every single day. And so, therefore, that daily routine is very important to me. I mean, it just, when my routine is off, when I have to go on an out-of-town business trip and then I come back, and, man, when my routine is off, my whole my whole kilter is off. I'm not on balance, you know. So, you know, back to Jill's point, if part of my routine <coughs> is coming home every day and taking a nap, do it. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks right? It just doesn't matter. You're not doing anything bad. Part of my routine. Um, But I wouldn't get so caught up even in my own routine that I'm not willing to grow, right? So my prayer life can be better always. That's resting on my laurels if I think what prayers I'm saying now are going to help me tomorrow. I don't want to worry about tomorrow. But my prayer life can grow. My, you know, my service work life can grow, Right. And then I can move this into other aspects of my life. This is what I'm going to do at work today to enhance my performance because it ain't about me. It's about what I do. Right. So one day at a time to work for me so far today. Mm-hmm. It's worked for me so far today. Yeah. It's, it's, it's early in the day. Yeah, it ain't lunch yet, but, you know, we'll, we'll take it. It's not nap time yet. That, not, it's not quite. Not nope. quite. It's close enough to lunch. We could eat. But, you know, it, uh, it does the one day at a time breaking the – breaking the the day up and, and just the different things whether it's work i mean and i just do i mean as far as a routine it's this is this section of the day and you break the day up into manageable uh areas and um yeah you do get into a routine and i like my routine for the most part and it does change but uh if it's changed it's something for the better to change not i don't change it for worse you know so no, part of my part of my daily routine i read i read every day I try to read four hours a day, every day. That's just been part of my routine for, I don't know, a few years, ten years now. I try not to even work four hours a day. Well. (laughs) Much less read. Try not to. Try not to. (laughs) Doesn't work out that way. Yeah, you probably try not to work 20 hours out of the day. You try not to work four hours a day, 20 hours a day. Look, it's it's, – sobriety's been fun. It's been a journey, man. It's learning – Learning to um, deal with with life on life's terms and just no way to to run and hide from it. You just got to look at it. And um, some days it just sucks, and you just have to go. Well, this isn't real good right now. But, yep, uh, and it will it, pass. And and it will pass. Just like today's a beautiful day. Everybody's in a good mood. Guess what? It's gonna pass. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. rain's coming. People are gonna wake up cranky. It happens either way. So the sky's not falling anymore. It's just life. You know. And, That's uh, right. We roll with it. So, And there's a book out there called Just for Today, which is, has meditations that are just for today. Um, now, I'm not going to suggest reading it or not reading it. I'm just saying it's, it, there's a resource out there for someone that may be new in recovery and want to pick up mm-hmm. something. The 24-hour day book, you know, just p- <laughs> pick up today. <laughs> 
read today's. Don't dive off into yesterday's or five months from now. Occasionally, we'll read January the 6th because it has such a deep meaning to it. But, you know, and there's daily devotionals that you can read and all those things that are just for today. Um, But it gives you a chance to think about something spiritual just for that day as opposed to whatever it is. And I found in my personal experience that after a while, number one, if I stayed and I came one day at a time, after a while, the daily reflection was the same every year on that day. Mm -hmm. It never changed. So, but every year, my speaking to it in a meeting would change because its meaning had changed to me. Yeah, our perception. Mm -hmm. A perception, that is another good topic, perception. So, um, but yeah, that, that meeting has changed for me over the years, the meaning of the different 24 hours a day, but I also find that after a while, whatever's going on that 24 hour day, I can relate it to something that's going on in my life. You know, every once in a while I get thrown with one that just way, even now way over my head and I'm like, what in the, you know, are they talking about? You know, my God, it's deep. Some of the ones where they get on the planets and stuff, I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> what book are you reading? Uh, I don't know. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> uh, I'll pick one out for next time. <laughs> Maybe y'all can explain the it. The planets. Me. Yeah, something about the stars and all that. I don't know. And the way they align and how your heart chakra is. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. I'm gotcha. the hippie stuff. I can't deal with it. Gotcha. But, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I know Jill does. Jill's wheelhouse. Jill's all right about there. some chakras, you know. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't either. I know what Shaq is, but that's <laughs> not Chakra. That's I don't even know what that is. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. Oh, okay. You know that. God bless. Yeah. Yeah, I get it now. I, I didn't get it back then. <laughs> um, so one day at a time, uh, have a good routine is what I did. Um, I set my routine and wouldn't allow anybody to break it. And, um, you know, it's worked out. Um. And also, for me, we talk about resources, books, and, you know, there's a, look, first off, I'm not one to stray away from the word Bible. I'm not going to say that other book. I'm not going to do that. It's It has a name. It's called the Bible. Um, I'm not going to not recommend that if there's any resource, right? But I still, to my, in my knowledge, the best resource I've ever had was my sponsor. Because if I couldn't find a resource, he could put me in the direction of a resource, and that um, that really came in handy, you know, was my sponsor. So uh, you guys got anything else on um, one day at a time? I believe that's so. a wrap. Yeah. All right. We have another episode in the hatch. So shout outs. Matt, you want to give some shout outs? Uh, Luke. Yeah, he's going to take Mike golfing, evidently. Um, Luke? You know, yes, yeah, my – so – it's a, I guess you'd call him a half brother, but my brother, yeah. He and, called himself uh, Gideon. Yeah, that's his first name, Gideon Luke. So, so what do I call him? I'd call him Luke, but he may, you know, I don't know. I What's don't he know. require? Uh, just try to beat him in golf. He just wants <laughs> to beat the brakes off of you and humiliate you like he does me. He'll be able to do but, that. I'm sure. Uh, you know, watch, watch beginner's luck. I get out there and just smoke him. You're gonna need more beginner's luck with this like guy. Like I did I Justin that time. Well, he can he can actually play. I don't like playing with him. You know, it's hard to remain friends with a guy that's as good at golf. Is it like the guy that that you know? Eats pieces of whatever on Happy Gilmore for breakfast. You know, he, cock, yeah, cocky he, uh, and arrogant. I mean, he'll go out and shoot even par on a real nice course. I yeah, mean, he's he's for real golfer. He's a for real golfer. Yeah, does he have? A, is that what he does for a living? No, no. He well, he's a uh, he's in the golf business. Yeah, he's a he's a uh, basically a um, I guess you'd call it like a club pro at a really nice okay. course. Okay, he's played on some of the mini tours. I mean, he can really really golf. Um, and uh, I can't. So well, I can't um, either. But uh, he, I think he lets me go just because it reminds him what not to do when we go play. So, um, but yeah, we're just, I'm just glad everybody's listening and we're getting a lot of feedback. And and uh, if anybody wants to get on here and tell their story, um, coming on an episode, please let us know. And I'm, this we're, is this is a laid back environment. There is absolutely nothing to be worried about when it comes to coming here into the studio and recording i mean yeah and this is not a meeting and this is also not a requirement uh we don't have requirements here of of uh sobriety time or how many steps we don't have any of that stuff we're we're on here having a conversation about recovery it's just conversation get people involved yeah 
that's it. And uh, the more the merrier. We 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 enjoy it, and I enjoy listening to the people we have come on and what they have to say. And sometimes it takes me a little while to go back and listen, but I've I've enjoyed everybody so far. It's really good. So, yeah, we got Miss Faye, of course, and we got Michelle. I think Drew might even listen. Drew does. Drew listens. Drew's, Drew's going to be on here soon. So yeah, we're going to have him. We got to get him. Got to get, get him gotta lined get, up. Got to get the house prepared for Drew. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So um, then we got um, but Chris F. Um, hopefully we'll get him on the show soon. He's going to tell his story to uh to everybody, and then we got um, we got Miss Rhonda and we got Miss uh, Kim and we got Amy C. down in Lacombe and Chris we got C. Chris C. from Bozier City. We got uh, Bree. Bree is um, I didn't know, but apparently she's a new listener. Or she's been listening. She went back and backtracked some episodes. So she's from uh, Mandeville, Madisonville, Covington area. God's country. That, that God's country, yeah. So greatest place on earth, that, that area down there so far. Um, shout out to our listeners out there in the United Kingdom, um, Ireland, Bulgaria, Australia, Denmark, Saudi Arabia, Canada, the UAE, and Taiwan. I think we got we actually know that one, and that's Anne. We have a uh, voicemail line of area code 985-377-4816. We would love to hear your voicemails, love to play them on the air. We also have an email address, which is Bozier. Bozier is spelled B-O-S-S-I-E-R, Bozier at gmail.com. And then we also, um, I forgot to give a shout out for Larry and Judy. Congratulations on your marriage. Look forward to hearing from you and um, hope everything is okay with both of you guys. And I will probably talk to you soon. So from Rule 62 Studios in Bossier City, Louisiana, this has been The Grouch and the Brainstorm.